In a world where heresy blankets the airwaves, religious stuffed shirts suck the life out of Sunday morning, and prosperity teachers rob grandmothers of their pensions, three unassuming ministers endeavor to shine the light of biblical theology and put the fun back in fundamentalism. Broadcasting live from the Hall of Dogma... Brought to you this week by the Nicene Council, the Main Street of America, and the Galactic Empire. Welcome to episode 66 of the Gospel Friends. I am Nick. Well, that was for real? Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> that was a great intro, man. <laughs> I'm impressed. Say your name. So, so the 10 minutes we ask him, hey, bro, you say, in the game. Say your name at this uh, point. I'm Chase. Okay. AKA Captain Crunchy. I'm Reverend Verbage. Thank you. And ah. who is this gentleman that's questioning why he showed up? Well, I'm sure he is questioning why he showed up. First, you you know, we kept saying, are you ready to do the show? Are you ready to do the show? And then you missed the like the easiest thing about the show, saying your name, introducing yourself. Let me ask you a question before we get to our guest. Okay. You have a problem with me. <laughs> oh, boy. You know, I realize that's more of a statement, isn't it? You've kind of been riding me pretty hard lately. Do we need to talk lately? Is that we today, Josh? Not just like the last this weekend, pretty much. Uh, well, I it seems like something happened. F- maybe this past Friday, Friday night. night. Maybe just set you Friday off a little night. bit. Well, two Fridays ago. Now, yeah, it's two. It was two weeks ago. So I've been okay. I've been carrying the grudge for quite some time. Hey, one more thing. I, I need to correct you on something. Okay. Uh, this morning you were reading the the letter of Thessalonians. I was, last first week, was, first. Yeah. Oh, I mean, last Sunday when you preached. Yeah, that was a great sermon. Yeah. By the way, you taught this morning. Uh, uh, yeah, I did. I it wasn't it, that I great. It went well. <laughs> it probably wasn't. We had a missions panel. At least oh, I think we did. I, no, I don't. No, I don't think we did. I don't no, think we had no, a missions that's panel. Possible. <laughs> I think it fell apart. But anyway, last, last Sunday when you preached, you, you mentioned that inmates uh, asylum Thessalonians was written by Paul, and, and you used the term Silvanus. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to let you know that modern scholars actually call him Silverectum. <laughs> it's, it, they've realized the Greek was a little flawed there. So did he just do that? He did that. <laughs> he just did that. I mean, I, I have a Greek background, and I just I thought about correcting you in sermon, but that seemed like that would be a little inappropriate. Uh, but now is is the time to do it. Uh, I don't know if anyone will ever hear this or not because I don't know if Nick will edit that out. But um, that's going to be kind of borderline, isn't it? Yeah, it's going to it's going to be borderline. <laughs> All right, I'm in the game now. So we are joined this week. Be- <laughs> <laughs> need to cancel. Oh, no, me you're out. out of the game. How about are, that? That's strange. We are joined this week by uh, special guest host Josh Whit. Uh, Josh is a uh, is a um, pastor, elder at a, a, a church near the Hall of Dogma Church, and uh, has been one of my best friends for years. And, right. and the reason that Josh and I are best friends is because Josh understands what it's. What it's like, you know, when you have a best friend, how you treat them. But uh, uh, Josh is um, has listened to the show a couple times, but he's Tons. famous. Tons. He is a famous member uh, of the uh, of the of the show. Not a member, but he's a he's a famous part of the show, and I'll explain it in just a moment. But anyway, I want to let him introduce himself. About this. Yeah, go ahead. Oh boy, I'm curious. So, tell us a little bit about yourself, Josh. Um, I teach seventh grade math over at Barry Middle School in Hoover. Coach eighth grade football. I uh, enjoy working with kids. Um, married, have three young ones of my own, nine, seven, four, and uh, again, that's an adventure yes. in itself. So, 
So uh, you're a pastor, ordained elder at your church. Yes. Um, you work you, with Billy Graham? Is that right? I do not work no. with Billy Graham. Oh, oh. No, he does. My bad. You are a Christian, yeah. right? I am a Christian. Okay, so you can stay. Okay. All right, so Josh is famous because... <laughs> that was a good confession. In an, Thank you. So the episode title is Us Trying to Get to WrestleMania. And um, I don't remember which episode He's the guy that took his kid in the bathroom when you were... No. <laughs> oh, no, okay. No. So we had this whole episode about... And I was in a really bad mood that day because we had had this yes, long... We had had this long thing about we were going to get to watch WrestleMania at Buffalo Wild Wings. It's something we do every year. And uh, it was supposed to be me and Nick and Chase and Josh kind of started this tradition. And like... The day of, like the afternoon, not even the day, like the afternoon, we're afternoon. doing the it's show. The road, and I texted Josh and I was like, hey man, what time are you going to get at Buffalo Wild Wings? Because I thought, oh, he could get us a table because that's what he did the year before. And like he didn't answer for a while. And then he finally comes back and he's like, uh, hey man, I'm on the way to the beach. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to be there tonight. And so uh, I may have been slightly, you know. Yeah, you were. Bad mood okay. about that. You take wrestling show. seriously, apparently. No, I take friendship. Friendship. Oh, friendship. Oh, That's what it is. Friendship. Which I understood, though. Late, I mean, you had a free right. Absolutely. Like, night or something, like oh, an no, extra it night. It was a whole weekend. It was a whole weekend. Yeah, yeah. But y'all, y'all got to leave early. Right. Yeah. So I understood. I would have needed to make the same decision. Yeah. So I got over it. I appreciate that. But uh, so Josh hey, is. Grace is good. In Grace is good. Yeah. It is. Josh is here tonight because it's SummerSlam night. Nice. And so. A couple months ago, I, I I texted and said, "Hey, would you like guys like to get together for SummerSlam?" Which, by the way, we have playing right now as yeah. we record. We're watching it. We're watching <laughs> it. And I said, "Could could you guys all come? You know, let's watch it together." Who yeah. Josh showed up, yeah. drove miles miles on miles. his own time <laughs> from a different county. From maybe. a different county, Nick um, said yes, and the guy who lives closest really? to my house. That's all I get. The guy who lives close. He walked miles. <laughs> well, you also live kind of far away from my house. Keep but the up. guy who Go lives ahead. the closest can't come. Well, silverectum, it's like <laughs> this. My uh, my family asked me to come home and pray with them. I, I, I couldn't say no to that. Nice. <laughs> and do Bible study instead uh, of watching men in underwear fight. <laughs> Josh, we're glad you're here. What are we going to talk about tonight? On the show, Chase. Nonsense. Okay. No, that's already done. We're moving uh, through a part so of the So we're getting show. more serious. Okay, here are some of the things we might be talking about. Because we have Big Deal or Little Deal yeah, tonight. Yeah, and it's going to be up to you Biddled. guys what we do talk about. We're going to talk about a church in Bainbridge, Georgia that has kicked out a – oh, wait. What's a, what's a 90-year-old? An octogenarian is an 80-year-old. A nonagenarian. I think it's a nonagenarian. It is a nonagenarian. Awesome. Says the math teacher. You're correct. For not tithing? (laughs) Yes, we are factually accurate for once. Well done. That's good, Josh. Well done to the church who kicked out the lady for not tithing? (laughs) Yeah, we're going to give them a shout out for sure because we value, you know, church this one. Tim Tebow, we're going to talk about Tim Tebow. We're going to talk about a band that can't play a particular song. Dave, we're going to talk about your boy. Donald Trump. Awesome. You're going to be uh, pumped about that. Or at least we could talk about him. Maybe. We're going to talk about Kevin's boy, John MacArthur. And uh, <laughs> I think that's about it. We might have one more story. We'll just have to see All right. when the time comes. In just a, a, a moment, um, I'm going to, um, in place of what were you thinking tonight, I'm going to give you guys a real-life scenario, and um, I'm going to allow you guys – as well as the audience, to tell me who was right in the confrontation that I had 
with <laughs> a grandmother at a parking lot a of a restaurant. Oh, I'm calling sweet. this Rev Verbage versus Grandma <laughs> Papado. You're you're really going to tell a story on the air about you hollering at a grandmother. Right. And I'm going to find. I'm going to ask everyone who was right mm. in this situation. The grandmother. Well, I mean, it's no, got to be the you grandmother. Got to, you got to at least. This is going to be a very short segment. If you want to hear the story, we'll get to it in a few. But minutes. it's a grandmother. But I met you. That's I, like who's right, Hitler no, or a no, saint? She's not a grandmother like a 90, 80, 70 year old grandmother. She was a. She's old enough that she's probably in that. I'd say she's in her fifties, late fifties. You're just be careful what happens in the 50s. Be careful what And you do she's next. old enough to have grandkids. Don't know if she has them yet or not. She is in complete control of her faculties. Wait, and, are you saying and grandparents are not in complete control of their faculties? Well, when you hear what she did, you'll question whether okay. she, well. she was in. But anyway, we'll talk about that in a moment. Before we get there, we're going to talk about uh, an ethics question. So, Josh, I'm going to go to you first. Oh, great. If you have responsibilities, like in your church, Mm-hmm. And um, and you have things you need to be taken care of, or maybe it's at work or whatever. And your wife walks in because she needs to handle, you know, some. Maybe she's picking something up or what. I mean, you know, you you know how life is. Okay. I, you're getting, you, you've got some business you're about to take care of. You're about to head, you know, maybe for a meeting at the church. You're, you know, Shannon comes in, grab a few items. Do you feel the need to stop what you're doing and go talk to her for you know ten or fifteen minutes? Or do you feel like you should just take care of you know what you need to take care of in that moment? Don't answer. Oh, I can answer. No. Uh, yeah. No, I mean, if there's a conversation that needs to be had, then it can be had. But yeah. if most of the time she'll know where I'm going, I know where she's going, and so yeah. if we need to pass, we'll just pass. We'll just pass. Okay. Well, that's, that's kind of how, that's kinda how I, I feel about those things. It's like, you know, if we need to handle something, let, let's handle it. But other than that... Um, you know, we'll, we'll talk later because we both know we got things going on right. right then. Chase, how do you handle situations like that? You know, David, <laughs> when when my wife comes around into the room or whatever, my countenance will tend to light up, and my attention and focus will go to her. And it's it's kind of my instinct to walk over to her and, and talk to her. But my understanding is, I believe it was an off-the-air conversation we were having that you said that when your wife came into the room, you essentially would ignore her, and and she would understand that y'all would just talk later, maybe at the house, maybe the next week, maybe you know, maybe a time when you went on vacation, whenever yeah. you could conveniently yeah. fit her into your <laughs> schedule. Is yeah. that is that it? I don't think I said it exactly like that. I'm just summarizing. That was the cliff notes of of but how I, to be I do, I think, by David. Well, no, I you know I think at any given moment, like Josh, I think you and I would agree that like the center of our lives is Jesus. Yes, oh <laughs> not God. our wives. Absolutely. Okay, so I mean, you have to you know you have to handle things, schedule things accordingly. Okay, so if Jesus walked into the room, <laughs> you would go talk to him. <laughs> But no. if your wife did, you would, you know, busy yourself with other minutiae. <laughs> okay. That's okay. All right. That's just not how I roll. I, I'd like I to hear from the wife. general how he would handle that. Well, we know how the general would handle it. All right. Here's the real ethics question. That was a joke from pre-show because um, certain people, when their wives come in, you can you can kind of just go, you know what? I'll see them in about 15 minutes. Yeah. But 10. not when a visitor does. That's Hashtag true. <laughs> Hashtag ministry. Oh, I, I was know. okay. I ethics was question. Shouting out, Mr. K. Rice, not 
Uh, oh, that's true. That's it did true. take me a while it to did. get over to her. All right. I'm Ethics sorry. question. Oh, I, Kate, I this is a lot for that. This is from Case Mall uh, from Dr. Septum. Uh, is it a sin for missionaries to lie in order to gain access to a country that is closed to the gospel? So uh, Dr. Septum's I believe daughter recently went on a mission trip, and I think their team ran into a situation where perhaps someone had to tell a lie uh, through to get them through customs. And so he brought that as a question for us uh, to kind of deal with on the show because uh, we've all heard these stories about missionaries uh, needing to go into a country for gospel purposes. That country is close to the gospel, and uh, they have to be deceptive in order to gain entry. But because they're going to share the gospel, is there a greater good that outweighs the biblical command against lying? So that's the question we're dealing with. We'll go to Chase first. Well, David, I don't know how to answer that question because Ask Pastor John's post on the topic doesn't have have text. It's just audio, and I didn't bother to listen to it. You may go to Nick next, and then you you can listen to what John John Piper said and give us an answer. Yeah, come back to me real quick. Nick, do you have any thoughts? Oh, wait. (laughs) Nick's pulling up the Joel Osteen uh, website right now. Um, We may have to go to Josh. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'm just kidding. Who Who has an answer ready to go? Well, it's a hard one. Okay, so so in the Old Testament, you have the situation with Rahab. Uh, Rahab is asked about the spies that she's hiding. She clearly lies, and uh, well, that was a pretty good spear out of the ring there. Yeah, it was. Um, she she lies, and then later on in Hebrews chapter eleven, you find Rahab the harlot and liar commended in the uh, Faith Hall of Fame, and the New Testament doesn't say anything about her. Lying, one way or the other, the the New Testament doesn't condemn it. Now, if you go to somebody like John MacArthur, who, as you would imagine, is a bit uh, hardcore on the issue, he says that uh, Rahab was kind of new in faith, weak in faith, and that the Bible doesn't say that she did a good thing. And it doesn't lying. condone it. It say doesn't it's okay. condone it. Um, and I would say that's true. It doesn't condone it. Neither does it uh, criticize it. Um, MacArthur relates a story about the time he and a group of uh, kids went to uh, – a group of young people from their church went into an Eastern Bloc country with Bibles, and the instructions they gave to their youth about smuggling Bibles in is if you're asked if you have books to tell the truth and to tell what kind of books they are if you're asked about that. In other words, they were forbidden from lying about the kind of material they were carrying in. But MacArthur said in the sovereignty of God, they weren't asked, and so they made it through. I think that is best. I think the real question is, is it a sin when you have smuggled Bibles in in, a, in your briefcase and you are asked by the customs agent, do you have Bibles in there? Is it a sin to say no when the answer is yes? And I think that that's a struggle. Let me put it to you in a different sort of way. Um, you are hiding. You are in uh, the 1940s in uh, Nazi-occupied territory. You are hiding a Jewish family in your attic. Mm-hmm. Nazi stormtroopers come by and say, "Do you are you hiding any Jews in your house? Is it a sin to say... 
No, I'm not when you are. Corey Tinboom addressed this, and she said one of the ways that her family got around it is they actually would say, yes, we are hiding Jews in the house. Come on in. You want to meet them? Wouldn't, you know? In other words, they were using a bit of subterfuge when they were hiding Jews in the house. Which was still deceptive. Still deceptive, but not technically a lie. So here, here's the thing. Are you, um, like in a situation like that, I mean, it, are you are you placed in situations? Would that be a situation where you're having to choose between evil? Because if you tell the truth, these people are going to be murdered. Correct. And you're, in a way, being complicit in that. I mean, you're not causing it, but you know, if I give this answer, they are going to die. Yes. Versus if I give this answer, I'm lying. Um, you know, I, I don't know that that's. You know, to me, you're choosing between two evils. Someone may say, well, you're not the, you know, their murder would not be on your hands where the lying would be. But I, I mean, I would, I would have a hard time feeling like the Bible says do not lie, but I would have a hard time feeling like, well, God is pleased with me today. I did not lie. Now, these, these people were taken off to be murdered and or raped and murdered, and, but, but he is pleased with me because I didn't lie. That'd be a difficult. That difficult. would be that would be that would be difficult. What, what about you guys? Thoughts, Nick? Really? Yeah. Throw me right under that bus. <laughs> me and Josh were having a conversation oh. trying to discuss it. You and Josh were pointing at each other about who was going <laughs> to answer. It was a nonverbal. Uh, yeah. It was a nonverbal discussion. <laughs> um, it was easier when we weren't painting it in the light of See, the okay, consequences. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go back, though. I don't think that's the same. So I, I think that Nazi Germany question is a good one, but I don't think that that's the same weight here as yeah, I, a I missionary think, team lying yeah, about it, going into a country. So I think this, yeah, I think you tell the truth. I really do. Now, I, and here's, here's what um, – I'd actually talked to some of the young ladies that are part of the Hall Dogma Church about this recently, and um, the idea of – what can you say? Because you know some of these groups are coached to um, maybe not lie, but to not tell the whole truth. A mm, um, yeah. little bit of a sin of omission. Um, we are tourists, and uh, we we are going to be uh, visiting local, you know, orphanages. Uh, you know, we're we're tourists. We're going to be visiting local. We're going to be supporting local orphanages and also touring towns. None of that is a lie, but but they they wouldn't be going there just to do those things. But they are not being deceptive of, are you missionaries? No, we're not. Um, that type of maybe lying through a mission, uh, that would not cause me a significant degree of conviction personally. Um, <laughs> Chase got his hand in the cookie jar there. Oops. Um, all right, Chase. I dropped something. That, that wouldn't cause me a sig- significant degree of conviction. I think lying blatantly, um, my child being coached to lie or coaching a team to, to lie um, – would would cause me yeah. conviction personally. Well, I think if the question is, you know, what is your business here versus do you have Bibles in your bags to different things as well? Because like yep. you said, you know, what's your business here? You can go amongst those things. Yep. And, you know, but if you have Bibles in the bag, and that's the question, do you have Bibles in the bag? Sure. Then, you know, that's where the yes-no comes into play. And do we, um, you know... I, I think we've all heard of stories where, you know, folks have been in situations where they know, hey, <laughs> this is going to be 
big trouble if I'm called in that kind of setting and for whatever reason, you know, that things are never seen, obvious things. Yeah. You know, when people come in, to, I've heard stories of folks coming in and, and those third world countries and raiding to, to mm-hmm. try to find Bibles sure. that are right there in front of them and they don't see them. You know, do we serve a guy that can do that same thing in our situation where we say, yeah, we have Bibles and they open it up, look and don't see it, or, or you know, how, however that presents itself. But, um, you know, I think, it's, I think that's tough. I mean, the, the end goal is obviously to, to spread the gospel and, and to do those things. And so in order for it to happen, if we're part of a team that's, that's taking Bibles, and, you know, I, I don't know. I, I think it's different, too, in the fact that maybe, um, you know, in, in our prayers to go ahead, that that's a question that's not even asked. Yeah, you know, I, I there's a part of me that that wants to think as MacArthur does that we might, you know, th- there's a there's a part of this that's I need to lie to get in is trusting in yourself and your flesh and what you need to do mm-hmm. rather than trusting in God mm-hmm. to be able to say, all right, God, I'm going to do the right thing. I'm going to do what I believe to be the right thing, and I'm going to trust you with the results. I'm going to trust you to um, help get me in this country if I'm supposed to be in this country. Right. Yeah. But I only ask a question, uh, Chase. This is – and we, we, we can't go too far down this road. Exodus twenty sixteen says, you shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. Correct? It does. Part of the Ten Commandments. Yep. Is bearing false witness against your neighbor the type of situation that's being – spoken about here um not telling the truth to a question that you're asked about your intentions no i mean i i do realize the full breadth of the bible and obviously talks about deception is wrong and we should speak truthfully and clearly to one another but is there leeway biblically um is 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 a lot of those commandments to deal dealing with the relationships and in between brothers and sisters in Christ? Is there any leeway in when you say? I mean, you mentioned Rahab. You've got the the midwives in the um, w- the situation with uh, uh, Moses, or, or not Moses, but the situation with the uh, we have uh, with egg- the Jewish girls, and they were. They were told to do one thing, and yeah. they didn't. They didn't kill the babies. And then when they were asked why they didn't, they they said something that may or may not have been a lie, which sure. is they have the babies so fast we don't have time to get there. Um, and again, same thing. They were not condoned for that action, but it's possible they lied. Okay. And um, Ehud, and their Ehud and Eglon. Ehud uh, essentially assassinated the evil Moabite judge Eglon via a very clear act of deception. Although, uh, it, 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 you know, you might say, well, that wasn't exactly a lie that Ehud told to kill Eglon um, when he said, I have a message for you. Uh, it's a message from God, and then he plunged the sword into his belly. Well, that is sort of a message, but no, that's say, certainly that's, that's not a message. message that was expected. Um but I think you do have uh, other other clear scriptures that that do say do not lie. Uh, you're right. The Exodus passage may not apply to a situation like this, being that it says don't bear false witness. But in other places, uh, you you will have out and out uh, language. Uh, I mean, if you're talking New Testament, uh, Leviticus nineteen eleven says do not steal, do not lie, do not deceive one another. 
that's very clear. Um, I'm actually quite sure there's a, a New Testament prohibition on lying, uh, but the closest, you know, the, just on straight out lying, but the closest thing I see to a New Testament prohibition on lying is Colossians 3 9, do not lie to each other. Which does that? Does that leave open uh, a lie to a communist customs agent that's looking to cut short the work of God? Yeah, so I just I looked up a quick, you know, um, I don't I'm, think so. I'm using an I'm internet search here, bit. but um, yeah, I, so I, what does the Bible say about lying? Here's the verses, and this is just a quick search, but you have the Exodus passage, you shall not bear false witness. They mentioned Genesis 3 when Satan lies to Adam and Eve, twists God's word. Um, what God had said, um, you know, did did God really say you should not eat of any tree in the garden? Proverbs twenty six: A lying tongue hates its victims. Uh, John eight: um, Satan is described as he doesn't stand in the truth. There is no truth in him when he lies. He speaks out of his own character. Uh, eight uh, Acts five three of course talks about Ananias um, lying to the Holy Spirit, but I mean, even what's listed here, Colossians 3, 9, do not lie to one another. Uh, Ephesians 4, put away all falsehood. Let each one of you speak the truth with his neighbor. 1 John 2, 21. Um, you know, uh, this talks about because no lies of the truth. Anyway, I just, I mean, you know, I don't, I don't want to rewrite Christian theology here. I'm just asking, it's interesting maybe to do a search and, and kind of question the type of falsehood and lying that is prohibited in the Bible, and would that play into a situation where people are knocking at your door to come take people off to murder them? Or you're being asked about a book full of Bibles knowing that if you say yes, you could be arrested or your family could be arrested. I I don't know. I, I, I do think most of us probably will never I – think, I think if you are looking – to find a way to justify lies, you will always be able to do that. And I don't know that most of us are going to find ourselves in situations like this where it's a truly, you know, like, you know, real ethical question for us about whether or not, you know, we're really struggling with it. So for example, you know, most people would probably say, well, I don't want to tell that person the truth when they ask me this question because it will hurt their feelings. Yet the Bible clearly says put all falsehood away from each other and do not lie to your neighbor. So the Bible speaks to that. But the the questions like we're facing today, I wonder – I don't know. Well, what do you say when your hypothetical spouse comes to you and says, does this – dress make my backside look bigger than it should i say ephesians says i should put away all falsehood and answer this correctly no it does not that's good that's that's excellent well done what do you say same same exact thing why are you talking to my spouse about how she looks (laughs) hypothetical spouse okay i'm just checking yeah all right so um I'd like to hear from everybody, uh, you know, uh, on some of this discussion. I do want to mention, you know, Nathan Martin had posted um, back when Planned Parenthood was were doing their their videos, yeah. and he posted um, in the Hall of Dogma, which is our Facebook group, HallofDogma dot com. You can go there, and we have discussions related to show topics and theology and 
all types of fun things. Um, it's a private group or closed group, but you can ask to be let in. And Nathan Martin in the Hall of Dogma posted saying that um, a Christian ethicist, firm believer, ally in the culture war, Robert P. George, said this about the Planned Parenthood issues. Telling lies to gain access to Planned Parenthood personnel is not on par of evil with the grisly and quite literally homicidal practices of that corrupt organization. And yet, telling lies is wrong and cannot be justified even for the sake of exposing those practices. So, you know, he kind of applied it to that, the deception from the people who were who are videoing Planned Parenthood. But I think some of the questions that we kind of started talking about today applies there. And I'd be interested to hear from people in the audience and not only about what do you think in certain situations, are there situations where, like the ones we've mentioned, that God would, um, I don't know, be okay with lying? Or is there really a biblical prohibition against it in all situations? I think those are, are kind of interesting, interesting topics to well, uh, continue that discussion. The original thing that spawned the discussion was a, was a mission team that instructed their team to lie, to gain into, into uh, not a communist country at all. In fact, uh, yeah, I don't think they would have been a in Christian any kind of, sort of nation. Yeah. And I, I, I will say just as, as a closing thing, I don't feel like we fully answered, fully answered the question. If Terry Benton was here, we would scold us for that. Um, it's one of the leaders at the hall of dogma church. Yes. I, I would say it is very dangerous to flippantly lie about anything. Mm-hmm. Absolutely agree with that. Mm-hmm. Um, that if if you're going, you know that 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 is straight out a bad idea, and, and to to have your whole team do that, it's a little. It, it makes me uncomfortable. I'm not saying they did wrong. I, I'm just saying, yeah, flippantly I, lying, absolutely outright. Totally, no. totally agree with that. I think that um, you know you have these, you know, lies are from, you know, Satan is the father of lies, and, uh, and God is the father of light and truth. So we know where these two things come from. But um, it's interesting to kind of press those issues and topics. I don't think this missionary team was in that situation. I think the general talked about just trying to get to the UK one time from seminary and really getting having a hard time. Because he mentioned that he was there as a part of a seminary project, yeah. and, uh, but I, I don't think in those situations you're looking at jail time or anything like that. It's just maybe a lot of headache uh, or more headache than people who are there just to be tourists. All right, guys. So um, this week, in place of what were you thinking, which is the uh, the normal segment that we do here, um, I have a little quiz that I want to. Uh, poll, uh, a question that I want to put forth to you guys and to the audience of the podcast. We'll say just again, reaching us hallofdogma.com. Also on the Twitter at my gospel friends and the email the gospel friends at gmail.com. And if you want to leave us a voicemail, that'd be 205 575 9735. Or if long distance is an issue, speakpipe.com slash the gospel friends. You did that very well. We haven't actually had, had some a good practice. voicemail in a while. We haven't. Especially from our uh, well, we've had Barbara. Barbara. international leaders. Okay, we did have Barbara, and she's in Canada. Just giving some... Saskatoon. Yeah. All right, guys. So Not with, with Brett. I celebrated my 17th wedding anniversary last week with my beautiful wife, Allison. Did and you talk to her? Yes, we did. Okay, Because well, that was our time to talk. Yeah. I mean, she... 
We know we knew that. And had someone else come in and tried to pull me from that, I would have said no. Because that was my time to talk to my wife. Yeah, that was our time together. Good. good. Okay, so Alice and I are on our um, dinner out for our 17th wedding anniversary. And um, we we actually had a whole afternoon. And by the way, I'm not really old, although it sounds old to say you've been married for 17 years. I know you're way past that, but. No, you're old. Yeah, two years past that. But I got married when I was 20. So. You're old, David. Yeah. Yeah, no was, kidding. Yeah, I just turned 20. Wow. So I'm, You're old. Anyway, so we had a great afternoon out. We went and saw Ant-Man uh, for the second time, but <laughs> we could actually hear it this time. <laughs> yeah. The first time was at the drive-in up oh, in yeah. your neck of the woods, oh, yeah. and it was a little difficult to hear the uh, audio. So we went and saw it, and, and we could hear it, and it was great. And then we went to a restaurant here in town. It's a new restaurant. It's probably been around six months or so, year, I guess. But Papa Do's, which Josh and I have eaten at together before. Papa Do's is kind of a uh, New Orleans, Cajun, Cajun. seafood yeah. kind of place. And it is fantastic. I mean, it is great. But everyone knows it's great. Hey, and Chase, it, have you gotten the opportunity to eat at Papa Do's with negative. David? Negative. <laughs> Never once. It's wondering. Uh, you know, I was just thinking oh, that, that but that's not yeah. the kind of thing I talk about because you know I'm it's a guy. Fair. I kind of keep my feelings to myself. Uh, so we we go to uh, Papa Do's. Papa Do's. Here's the thing: it's extremely <laughs> it's extremely popular and very expensive. It's not that it's not for rich. People, it's not right too bad. Now. It's extremely. I mean, it's not. I like mean, if eating, you can afford Texas Day Brazil, yeah, it's not like eating at Texas Day Brazil. That's oh, good okay, too. so it's not that high. <laughs> so. It's extremely popular, so you're going to wait a while. Yeah. I think the night Josh and our families went, two was, it was hours. two and a half hours. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah, but we had a party moment. at six because we yes. took some of our other best friends with us. That's good. So, <laughs> so the other thing it doesn't have going uh, – the other thing that's going bad for it is it doesn't have a lot of parking. So you got a lot of people who are waiting and not enough parking. Okay. So we go. I get there, and I ask Allison, why don't you go put our name down? No parking spaces. Why don't you go put her name down, get the time, and and I will drive around while you're doing that and hope a space comes open. Okay. All right, so here's here's what happens. So Do you I, always send your wife <clears throat> to run errands for you? <laughs> Ooh. Um, well, I, I, I felt that was safer for her than driving <laughs> around the parking oh, okay, lot. Okay, yeah. Driving is yeah. very Driving's dangerous. Driving is dangerous. Oh, yeah, yeah. very dangerous. Um, so, plus, I mean, we know what happens when David. women, when women drive. <laughs> But anyway, so I'm not here's the, at that here's poor the thing. taste joke. Okay, so um, I, I send her in <laughs> safely. I send her Nick in safely. No, I'm laughing at how hard you're biting your tongue to keep from talking. No, I was laughing because I was thinking that when Janet talked to us after that episode where we talked about women drivers, that's the inside joke here. You yeah. need to go back and listen. Um, and she sent me a text and said, I can't believe you guys talk bad about us. And I sent her that meme. And it was a meme of a huge traffic jam. And it was like women's monthly meeting or something. <laughs> <laughs> All okay, yeah, so anyway. It's still hilarious. Right, I you, didn't get you, any You guys, focus, that. focus. So yeah, here, please. I send Allison in. I send Allison in to get the time, which, ended up, by the way, ended up being an hour and a half. So I leave and I pull around the corner. And I see a couple walking out of the building Mm -hmm. and they're heading like right there to some spaces Mm -hmm. and i thought oh so i i rolled the window down i said hey bro you are you heading out he went yeah i said great so i then assumed the position you guys know what the position is you you back up and you put your blinker on absolutely which means it's your place i got dibs okay so i'm sitting there and he's 
he puts his wife in the car. He opens the door for her, helps her get in. Then he walks around to the other side. Then he gets in. And so it's kind of taking a while. But as this is happening, I'm sitting there. Are you and, mocking the man for chivalry? No, that's good. Okay. And we, we've all been there. But as I'm sitting there, a car comes around from side. the other side, the other corner, and they're now heading toward me. Yeah. And they stop short of the parking space. And they put their blinker on. Ah, but you're okay, so already on. I got to ask the question. Yeah. Now, and this is going way too logistical, but I mean, could you verify that your front blinker? Because like, could you? Could no, you my see blinker their flash? was on. Yeah. But and people could see it. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Right. We're, good. Just, we're good. We're good. As a matter of fact, I'm even in his car in, maintenance it, ability. I'm look, not I'm sure even, if the lights would no, work. I'm even in. I'm in, I'm in an, my in-laws' car because they took our van because they took okay. all of our okay. kids. So I'm, it's even kind of a nicer ride than I used okay. to have. Okay. So I give her one of these, which. It's a podcast, so I'm I'm doing my hands in the air, like, what are you doing? You know, just quizzing. And then she, in turn, points to the space and mouths something. I'm like, what? Well, I don't know what's going on. So here's the problem, guys. Uh, she had the better angle, mm-hmm. okay, because of the way the guy pulled out of the right. space. Pulling she had out. the better angle. And also, um, I'm in a vehicle I'm not used to driving. It's my in-laws. I don't want to. You know, so she gets the space. She starts pulling in. She gets about halfway in the space. So I just pull on down. My I roll my window down. Her window's down. She sees me pulling up. She stops, and I just I, you know the window open. And I said, "Ma'am, I just want to know. You know, do you do you know Jesus? Because I would like to share the gospel with you." Mm. Okay, so that's did really you hear yeah. the first part. <laughs> yeah, of that's the really show, that's David? really not what I did. Okay, so I said, "Hey." And and she was an she was an older lady in her fifties. That's not old. Here? That's not old. No, let me help you here. Hang on. What? What Go you ahead. clearly did is you went, ma'am. I am so glad you were able to get a more convenient parking space. No, um, no she's no. not elderly, Nick. She's not elderly. Well, if you it said was, she was a grandma. No. It, okay, but there's a difference between being a grandmother and being a nana, like a like a real nana. Like we've all had like an old nana. But I'm not talking about that kind of grandmother. I'm talking about someone who has just moved out of that phase of life to where now their kids are old enough to have kids. Okay. Okay. That in your fifties. So an older you're not lady. old. You're not like old. Like a walker. No, you're not. I, no. I'm she was. She was. She, a lady, was David? she. It was a woman, and she was perfectly healthy and and, and it was a woman. Vital. It was a woman. And it was okay. a woman. And I and said, it was a woman. okay. Did she acknowledge you in she the did. conversation? Okay, I, said, Let me hear this. I said. I said. Because it's gonna ma'am, matter. I said, ma'am, I would. I'm just curious why you think this is your space. That's what I said. Very <laughs> good. And she, and here's what she told me. And this is this is going to lead to our question. She said, because I saw them coming out of the building, and I asked them where they were parked because I wanted to get their space, and they told me, sure, just swing around the building. We're right over here in the Lexus. Oh. And I said to her, well. Ma'am, ma'am, I was here first with my blinker on. And she said, but they told me I could have the space. And I said, ma'am, I had my blinker on before you got here. They can't hold a space for you. This isn't, you know, hold me a space in line. It's No, I got here. I put the blinker on. It's my space. She said, no, sir, no, no. Because if it was your space, I would just let you have the space. uh, Because I... I asked them. They told me to swing around, and they would get it. This is my space. And I said, but I had my blinker on. Like, I had stopped. My blinker was on. So, anyway, finally, I just said, you know what? I'm not going to argue with you. 
just want you to know that's not your space. Have a good day. And I rolled the window up. And Jesus loves you. And I moved on. Mm. Now, I told my you, wife, I told that. my, really I, did. I did tell my wife later, we're eating dinner and, and, you know, I'm laughing about it. And I told my wife, <laughs> Jesus would have probably told me just give her the parking space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But here's the question that I, I just want to put out there. Whose space was it really? I mean, I, th- I don't think you can hold spaces for someone else. I feel like it was my space, and I was right and justified. So I'm, I'm no, okay, asking no, no, no. you guys. That's two, that's two questions. Whose space was no, no, no. it? Who's right sp- and justified, and whose space it was are two different answers. Okay. Who was right? Her. Why? Because she's a woman. <sighs> no, no, so no. So she gets the place because, because she's, she's a woman. woman. Where is the general? Where is, where is Emmanuel? I need him on this show. Please save me. She okay. Now, what's funny is I just actually saw a video on this same type of thing the other day. This guy pulls in to a, like a target on the sidebar, does the yeah. same exact thing, turns the blinker on, waits. The car pulls out. The car happened to pull out towards the guy with his blinker. Yeah, yeah. So he moves out. Another car whips in. See, and you, goes, your boy, your boy, your boy hurt you because if he had if he had backed out of the space correctly, right. he'd have run interference for you. And right. so. The fault, I think, is technically with the dude. But here's what I love. This is for future reference. This is what we need to do to the yeah. What I yeah. thought was funny. This guy was yeah. driving a Jeep and had a winch on the front of his Jeep. So <laughs> oh, no. as no, the, no, no. Uh, the no, person no, no. gets out gonna... and goes inside, he decides he goes up under. I saw it, that video. Pulls the car out, sets it down, never touches the car, just pulls it out of its spot, sits it there, pulls around, pulls parks it. in the car, lets it be. Yeah. yeah. See, I couldn't, I couldn't, couldn't do, do that. that. I couldn't do that. I, okay, I think I'll, it's your spot. Thank you. But at the end of the um, day, but. there's not a but. Okay. But that's kind of where we are in the world today is folks looking out for themselves. And she said, hey, here's a closer spot. I'm taking it. There oh, it okay. I thought you were going to go the women angle. Woman no. Angle. Chase. Because uh, I think guys would do the same thing. I've seen guys do the same thing. All right, Chase, who, yep. who, whose spot was it? Ooh, it's, it's hard to say. Parking um, etiquette. It was your. It's spot. not hard That's to not say. Hard okay, nobody's. I had assume the position. I got there first and put my blinker oh, on. You're already, always in the position. Um, <laughs> no, you. Parking etiquette says know what it was that your, means. Oh, just Josh keep going. did. Um, yeah, keep going. Par- parking etiquette. It was your spot, but it still isn't something you should have. It so, wasn't. It wasn't so, a battle to be. Fought. So, so if if essentially everybody coming to Papados that night were women drivers, I just need to go on no, down I'm to saying, McDonald's and and just head on out because the women get all the spaces first. That's what I'm hearing, Nick. That's what I'm hearing, Nick. Okay, what I'm saying is the spot was rightfully yours. This is why I don't etiquette. go to any restaurant with you because I would just be driving around all night until some guy showed up trying to park. <laughs> I have two feet that work and can walk, but you know, let's not mind that. Um, parking etiquette: the spot was yours. Um, there was no reason to argue with the lady. There just wasn't. I, I didn't argue with her. I just asked her, could you please explain – could you please explain to me why you think this right. is – you're getting the space. The space is going to be yours. You're I going to be able to park there. Call out was I just okay. want to – I'm fine, I'm I just fine with the question. Why, okay. I just want to know why, why do you think this space is yours? Okay. That was the question. And she answers. She does, and then I give her the count, the rebuttal. Okay, and? And we, we do that a couple times. And then, All right. And then and I it, said, hey, it's your – you know, okay, stop at your rebuttal. Done. Like, really? say, sh- yes. Because really? there's no point. There's there's no benefit well, for I mean, you or her to be gained. I didn't it is get out and drag her no, out of the car. I just talked to her for a it couple minutes. I didn't have anything else to do. I had an hour and a half before dinner, and, and I wasn't going to get to park. So go grab your wife, walk down, you know. I can't grab go. my wife. I'm going to leave my car there in the middle of the lot. You missed, you missed what I was trying to oh. uh, Okay. 
Chase. I would have given her. I have a. How would you have handled that uh, this, that situation? Yeah, I'm glad Pope, you asked. Pope Chase. That's what I was about to okay. to Pope answer. Chase. I I have a particular look that I give to people in situations mm-hmm. like this. It's kind of a cold stare, half the left side of my mouth kind of turned up in a smirk, like, yeah, you're a moron. Kind so of, you would have just look. you would have just smirked at. I've just given her about a three second cold stare. Yeah. And then moved on. Just okay. just enough to let her know, hey, look, I would have given you this space, but the fact that you felt entitled to it aggravates yeah. me. And so you I'll wouldn't have said on. anything. You wouldn't have rolled the window nah. down and, and asked a question. Not, not an old lady. Not she was dude. not an old lady. You, you just said insulted. she was a grandmother. She was in her 50s. Well, how do you know she was a grandmother? Well, I don't, but she could be a grandmother. I'm just saying I'm trying to explain that it was not an elderly – if it was an elderly lady – You let it be. I let it be. Okay. Right, well, this lady told me to respect elderly people, so, you know. And she's women. not elderly. And especially women. <laughs> you know what, Narco? I've, I've, rode with, I've rode with you a few times on the interstate, <laughs> and I've heard you say a few things, and I don't remember you ever checking to see if the driver was a male or female before you started shouting some of the some of that stuff you were shouting. So. Okay, first of all, it wasn't shouting. <laughs> Second of all, we were going by so fast that you probably couldn't have imagined <laughs> I want to get this lady on the show. That third that would be yeah. amazing. Well, I personally would like to know how the general would have handled that situation. But see, I'm also see but. that's where that's also where the interstate driving is a whole different ball of wax because there is there is a protocol for interstate driving, and if you won't follow that protocol, I will calmly, very calmly, actually talk oh, I'm to sure you. It's calm. Inside. Out of my own vehicle, and then I will proceed to find an opportunity to go around. If if you determine, but there's no re- if you determine they're a male because female, you will just ride behind them at thirty five or whatever. You no, need but to also do. I also won't follow them to their place of business, get out, and then tell them all the fifty things they did wrong. From my perspective, <laughs> even though I had the opportunity to find another right, course, what if they worked in the same place you did? Oh, I well, was like play. <laughs> Let me ask, was trying to teach. Let me ask you guys a question. So I, I, I guess I know how you handled it. You go home tonight, and someone's taking a television out of your house. They're stealing your TV. Now, very clearly, you guys, it, it's a girl, so y'all are going to let her have it. Uh, but she's stealing what's <laughs> elderly yours. Grandmother. Elderly grandmother. So y'all are going to let her have it. But are you, gonna, are you going to, as she's taking your TV will, off, are you going I to ask her? I will them distinct are, visual motivation <laughs> to put the TV down gently and to vacate no, no, my no, property. It's, it's a female. You should just let them have it. But I won't be able to tell that because it'll be in the dark. They'll be trying to conceal their identity. I, mean, I won't be able to clearly Well, know this that, is David. the same thing. You know why? Because she was still in my parking space because <laughs> I had turned my blink <laughs> Was she still eating inside while y'all were eating? No, okay. I, I couldn't find her. I told Alice, I it'd be great if I could find her. I, yeah. We passed her a few times because, I mean, we were still looking for a parking space. So we drove around, and um, she parked so close, she couldn't get out of her car. And I did in Christ chuckle a little at that. But <laughs> You did what? In Christ chuckle no, a little That was not her. in Christ. Can you do that? <laughs> Probably not. But, uh, I have a question. Okay. Why is the green arrow on TV right now being thrown out of the ring by a man in his underwear? Uh, it's part of wrestling. He's wrestling tonight at SummerSlam. Okay. Hey, you can't watch this. You, you didn't accept the friends. invitation. Watch All right, hey, let's, uh, it's time for you to take us into uh, – This is where we would have transition music back in the day. But Yeah, do we have a transition, Nick? Yeah, no. Nick. Okay. Bidlid. We have a fourth host. Sorry. BDLD. All right, guys. It's time for BDLD. 
or as David murmurs, whatever. Um, this is the part of the show where we've totally ripped off the name from another podcast, slightly more popular than ours, but only barely. And uh, you know what, guys? I'm feeling a little convicted about, about that. Speaking of stealing and stealing being wrong, maybe it's time we rectify this situation by coming up with a new name for big deal, little deal, or no deal. Well, let me ask you this. The people that we stole it from, are they guys? Yes. Oh, well, then it, it's yeah, it's okay. Yeah. Oh, so it's okay? It's okay because it's guys. If it's okay. girls, no We'd have to change it. Yeah, so that would be the chivalrous thing to do. But since we stole from guys, it's 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 godly. <clears throat> that seems kind of appropriate to the ethics question we had on the show earlier. That I think we came to a different opinion on. Okay, you go ahead, and we'll we'll uh, we'll just assume that we should follow your conscience here and give the name back. I appreciate. Would your you have felt there. ashamed of your behavior had someone come up and addressed you as a pastor while in conflict with a lady? I didn't see it as conflict. Uh, oh, I look, I didn't I've met conflict. David. I, I didn't know it cuss. Was I didn't cuss at her. Would you I was have not felt ashamed did you get if out someone of the car? Had dressed you, addressed you as pastor did you get during out of that conflict? No, I didn't get out of the car. See, you didn't no, get out of the car. I, my behavior, I do not feel like my behavior was, I did not feel like my behavior was out of line. If it had so, been, so like, had, for instance, Jennifer <laughs> Dean's mom, and, and she was telling Jennifer, and, I wouldn't and have Jennifer known. kind of confronted you on that. If like, it had been Jennifer's mom. If it had been Mrs. Hall, what would you have done? No, Mrs. Hall is... Is what? Elderly. Elderly? <laughs> elderly? Oh, she's older. She's in that really old age range. I would have left, <laughs> left her alone. I would have left her alone. Well, what if she was in, in distress? I, by elderly, I don't mean decrepit. I just mean no. she was just, she's just older. She's just older. Hey, I think you dug enough with a shovel. Yeah. Do you want me to get the backhoe? Yeah. I, let me tell you who. Let me tell you who. I also like if it had been a young mom with like three kids in the in the in the car, I'd, I'd let that go. Okay, I, I have I have a hard, I have a soft spot for young moms with lots of kids. Well, not that kind of spot. You know, when you proposed this segment, I was thinking there's a lot of ways this could go bad. I didn't think we'd actually hit all of the ways this could go bad, but I think you did. I think your uh, your overall Q rating is probably going to go down a little bit after this show. Hitting on young moms, hollering at grandmothers, calling old people decrepit. It's just, it's just not a good look for you. Are you oh, running man. for president? <laughs> yes. I know why uh, you're supporting Trump now. <laughs> I'm not supporting Trump. I'm just amazed at how well he's doing. That's all. Okay, uh, so uh, you guys have any different name suggestions we could try for big deal, little deal, or no deal? Getting back to you know, the, <laughs> the germane part of our um, conversation. Hey, or you all just you, want to watch wrestling? How do you say big deal, little deal, uh, no deal in Spanish. Could we just change the the, the language? Well, that'd be that's that's a good idea. That's a pretty good idea. Okay. I don't know how to say it in Spanish, though. I don't. Speak Maybe we Spanish. should ask the uh, idea people, like yeah, that listen to the show. Okay, okay. Let's wait on them to answer. Okay. So that's you're just gonna punt it for now. Oh no, I just meant like I was trying to listen, see, but I guess we can't hear from them. No, not yet. We're we're not. Do you have any ideas? Currently on. No, I don't. I figured you guys. I, I got the. I put the stories together. I Nick? figured you guys do the work. Any ideas? Uh, what's another word for deal? 
Uh, we could go to thesaurus.com. Oh, my gosh. This might not be riveting podcasting, though. No. I'm a little Sorry, bored. Sorry. I just said something, saw something on Facebook. Maybe throw up in my mouth a little. <laughs> was it about? Oh, we could do it? that. Planned Parenthood. Okay. Uh, what, what about um, – wh- how about that? How about um, uh, something like um, – like for no deal, you just get a meh, meh. Can I say that meh? Yes. Okay. So for little deal, you get an, you roll your eyes. Okay. And for big deal, you throw up in your mouth. Throw up in your mouth, roll your eyes, meh. That doesn't really roll off the tongue. That's not very no. no? no. Pew okay. roller meh. <laughs> so what's Puke? The, wait wait puke roll meh puke roll or meh. 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 Yeah, puke roll or may. It's got possibilities. All right, write that one down. Puke roll or may. Somebody add that to the uh, to the document. Uh, no, the document pulled up. Real quick. So yeah. I was I was going to check the Hall of Dogma real quick, see how Facebook was treating us, and I was um, treated to some art by one Cornelius Furtive in the Hall of Dogma, one of the League of Mayhem. That's a very old picture of me. Found an interesting picture of Reb Verbage, and. Uh, I think Cornelius's insight here into Rev Verbage is, is apropos. Mm, what's he saying? Uh, listening is important quality for followers of Christ. Listening to me speak ad nauseum, of course. Uh, you know what? So. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything else. Yep. Unless you try to steal my parking space. All right, yeah, I wrote down puke, roll, that? or meh. Okay, puke, roll, or meh. That's uh, pretty well, original. I'll like say that, that much. Yeah. Okay. I've never heard that on another podcast segment. All right, so maybe if, if, if people have, are we going to try that one out tonight, or are we going to just go with Big Deal, Little Deal? Now no it's deal? time for puke, roll, or meh. <laughs> okay. So not Part making it in the show, show notes. Where, Here we go. Uh, uh, I give you some stories, and you tell me if they make you want to puke, Okay. Uh, or make you want to roll your Rise. eyes or yeah. just kind of shrug your shoulders and say, meh. Okay. Here we go. Okay. And and by the way, we're having a little twist because we're going to do a little take it or leave it with it as well. And uh, I'm going to go down the list of Tioli. stories. Tioli. Tioli. That's right. Yep. And hearkening back to the, the early twins days of the show. requested a comeback for uh, that. Time-wise, ooh, it's se- – gosh, it's almost 730. Yes, well, you're really interrupting our yeah, SummerSlam really coverage. Yeah, we're going to miss the SummerSlam. How, how about we just do – how about we just do three stories? Okay. I've got I got six total. You got to eliminate half of them. Okay, so here's we each get to pick one. Uh, there you go. How about that? that? Josh good. gets to pick one. Nick gets to pick one. I get to pick one. Okay, here's okay. here's your first option. Ninety two year old woman ousted from church for not tithing. Shout out to uh, listener Eli Brown for sending that one in. Yeah, listener and drummer. Yep. Okay. All Next right. Store. Well, you want it? you want it? Or should I just go ahead and give you the whole list? Yeah, give us a list, and then we'll each get to pick one. So uh, 92-year-old woman ousted from church for not tithing. Number one, Tim Tebow breaks up a fight like Moses. Number two. Number three, band pulled from halftime show. Number four, Donald Trump threatens the Pope. Number five, prophet threatens John MacArthur. And number six is a repeat of number five. So you don't get that one. (laughs) <laughs> okay, so there's just five, essentially. Five. Yeah. I, All right, I so uh, I think our guest should pick. I eliminated one of them. I think I'm our stupid. guest should pick first. Okay. Uh, hang on, my wife's texting me. Let me tell her this is not her time right now. You don't even have to talk to her right. according to David McConnell that. rules. <laughs> I'm sorry. All right, go ahead. You don't apologize Josh, you to, to me. You get to pick one. So what do I do? Pick, yeah, pick, pick which one of the – Yeah, pick which one – well, pick which one of those you want. 
to do, and then Chase give will explain it to us, and then we'll all give a verdict. So right now, you're just picking which one. I know nothing of the Tim Tebow fight, so I would I would like to hear. Okay, that. okay. Here's the situation: working to earn his spot on the Philadelphia Eagles, new quarterback Tim Tebow was reportedly instrumental in breaking up a fight in a seemingly divine way, according to reporter Michael Tanier who said that this week when a fight broke out between the Philadelphia Eagles and the Baltimore Ravens, Tim Tebow waded into the middle and everybody parted like the Red Sea. Is that a big deal, a little deal, or a no deal? You get to go first. No, it's not. It's, it's puke roller, roller mask. I'm, I'm a creature of habit. Puke. Does that story make you want to puke, <laughs> roll your eyes? Or, wait a minute. There has to be one that's a good yeah, look. Yeah, we just completely changed. Think, no, yeah, we got to go with it now, but we just completely changed this segment. That's right. All right, so it's up are to you, you yeah, puking, first. rolling, or shrugging? I think I'm shrugging. I think I'm meh. meh. I mean, it doesn't surprise me that Tim would step in and try to break up a fight, but I don't see anything. Big Can I say push, I'm, I guess. I'm glad he's back. Like You're I'm glad, glad Josh is back. Okay. No, I'm, I'm glad, glad Tim Tebow is back in the NFL. I hope he does well. I hope he does well. I, I wish he had that. done well. I mean, I wish he had continued to get a shot the first time. If you, they showed, oh they showed if you would tailor an offense around his strengths, it worked pretty well. You know, here's my take on Tebow, and I'm, I'm obviously Nick hasn't gone yet. I think he had so much coaching on becoming an NFL thrower, it ruined his throwing ability. He was a much better passing quarterback at Florida, Florida. despite the fact that he had hitches in his delivery yeah. and he was a little slow. He's had too much coaching, and, and quite frankly, I think it's overwhelmed his his uh, natural talents and abilities. Nick? Are we talking about? Are we giving a QB evaluation of him? Or are we no, talking no, about no, the no. puke roller man? I was thinking okay. side puke roller man. I, I think this is somebody trying to deify Tim Tebow yet again, and it's it's a little bit frustrating in that regard because if anybody he tries to set himself up as just a dude right. trying to live his life and point people to Jesus. Now I am glad, like you know, doesn't surprise me a bit that he stepped out, but trying to deify him over it. He wouldn't do it, and people that are doing it are just right. trying. I mean, that's that's link baiting. That's click baiting on the internet, and that's all it is. All right. So you're shrugging your shoulders, or are you throwing up? I, I I'm probably puking a little bit at okay. the author, um, but not at the story. All right. Tells yeah, it, it's a math for me. I'm just shrugging my shoulders. I mean, it's yeah. it, it's that kind. I agree with Nick. That kind of thing is just gonna it's gonna follow him. He doesn't make his beliefs anywhere near as big of an issue as. Everybody else does. So. I agree with that. All right. Which points to the genuine nature of his beliefs, I believe, because people see a difference in him, and right. it's not the cookie cutter. Yeah, I'm not know. saying I'm not saying he doesn't live them out. No, Some no, people would say, either. well, no, he's no, no. making a big deal yeah. because he Tebow's in the end zone. Well, that's not. He's just living out his faith. But how he doesn't, many players kneel in the end zone in any game or do game? any or do something? You know, yeah. point to the sky, whatever. I will say this though: it, it's it may or may not be his throwing motion. But my goodness, I watched a play from yesterday where he ran for a touchdown, and he had a wide open receiver in the back of the end zone. And he, he I don't know if he didn't see him or just didn't see the throw, whatever. But that is part of the problem people are laying on us. Yeah. He cannot read NFL defenses. I think that is also part and of so the that's problem. Gonna be, but I think part of that is overcoaching. Part of that maybe. is I, I've heard some rumors he might have some sort of a mild uh, learning disability, but I, I don't know. that That's – 
people have implied that. I'm not sure that's true. Yeah. I think you guys hit it on hit the nail on the head because it turns out the sports writer may have been exaggerating the tale just a little bit. He went on to admit later on that he actually didn't have a great view of the scuffle, <laughs> and uh, he there wasn't sure if Tebow was part go. of the Red exactly. Seas or not. There Good you go. call there. All right, so that leaves us with uh, a few others we could pick. Uh, I'll throw one in there that we could do BDLD on. Uh, Tulian Shavijan has been uh, has had his ministry credentials revoked. Mm. So if you guys want to talk about that, well, I'll throw that one in there. Mm. We still have on the board the Tulian one that I just add, the 92-year-old woman, the band who got pulled from the halftime show, John MacArthur versus a prophet, and Donald Trump threatens the Pope. Nick? Nick, choose your poison. There's so much bad here that... Um, I gotta hear. <laughs> I gotta hear about MacArthur and the Prophet. Nah. Okay, you didn't see it. John uh-uh. MacArthur versus. Okay, so that's the Prophet. thing. I've seen memes of this. What I now realize is this, yeah. but it just is one of those kind of like, oh Lord, another MacArthur meme. <laughs> I just kind of look past it. All right. So uh, this past week, or actually. Um, I guess it's been it, it, it's been in the last month or so. We, we don't worry about dates on the show. Yeah. <laughs> we, that we, we sometimes presu- we talk about apps that you know. Yeah, well, I mean, we, we, we talk about apps from code. three or four years ago if we if we so choose. So, an unknown man clad in black recently in the last hundred years interrupted <laughs> Pastor John MacArthur at Grace Community Church in California, Sun Valley, California. And uh, while John MacArthur was preaching, a man in black who declared himself to be a prophet went up, whistled at John MacArthur, hollered at John MacArthur, and told him, you've grieved the Holy Spirit of God. Your doctrine of cessation is an error. God has been grieved, John MacArthur. He has sent me here to tell you that. You're sharpening the sword, and they are cutting each other. Eventually, that uh, oh, and he also said, "You may not believe in prophets, but you're looking at one." Ooh, your doctrine of cessation boom. is in error. Eventually, this man was escorted out of the church as he was hollering by men in suits who may or may not have been ushers. Uh, ultimately, gentlemen, is this a big deal, little deal, or I mean, is this a <laughs> puke, puke roll or, roll or meh? meh? I'm kind of maintaining there's no positive response to any of the stories. I'm a little, yes, I'm a little concerned about that, too. We might need to do a little tinkering. Can we get a golf clap in there? Puke. There's something. Handstand. Clap puke. Cartwheel. Okay. Clap. It, 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 is it, if it was a big deal what he did, yep. then that, that would make you puke in your mouth. Puke, yeah. If, if it was like, ah, it's a little deal what he did, that makes you shrug your shoulders. And yeah. if it was no deal what he did, then it's a meh. This is not complicated. It's not okay, rocket but it depends science. on the type of – I don't no, no, puke it about things puke that are – you know, In this thing you do. Yeah. Well, not necessarily. If it's what if you really agreed good, with the prophet right. and you were like, yes, he – I would only agree with that prophet in one way. John MacArthur. Then it would be meh. And it would be meh. Meh. That's not a meh. You'd be like, oh, yes. It'd be like somebody stepping on Gus Malzahn's toe and you're like, yes, finally. Gets his comeuppance. Just go ahead. I'm just kidding. We'll we'll work this out in production meeting, Nick. I can't remember the story. Can you tell me again, Chase? Okay, oh. some at some church in California. I'm just kidding. Um, 
this makes me go, what were you thinking? Like, really? What did you think you're going to? The important thing for by? you to know is it was a man prophet because obviously, if it's a female prophet, oh. you'd let her do whatever she wanted, <laughs> including up to and including taking your TV parking spot, yeah. etc. Oh, she probably parked in this. Unless she could have parked you, in David, this. She was a young mom with three children, in which case, you know, <laughs> you hit on her. No. I didn't say I hit on them. I said I had yeah, a, a soft, soft spot. spot for That's different. <laughs> well, go ahead. See, <laughs> what are we talking about again? Uh, John MacArthur had a guy episode. who ran in dressed like a ninja and said, I'm prophet. <laughs> dressed like a you're ninja. looking at a prophet. Yeah, you're looking John at MacArthur, a prophet. You cessationist, error prone preacher. Go did back he to respond Big Deal, little deal like, or, did, yeah. did MacArthur even he didn't no, say much. He just kind of looked. looked at him. He didn't say he, he addressed the church after the guy left. And, and there is a funny moment because right after the guy left, he's kind of addressing the church, and a baby just starts freaking out. And he was like, "Whoa, is that a is that a little prophet up there?" Ah, <laughs> uh, um, pretty witty. I don't know. I don't have a lot of response on it. I just needed the facts. Sorry. Okay, so that's a myth. That's a myth. That's a myth. That's a myth. Okay, that's I, you know, I, me and MacArthur agree on more than one thing, so we'll just let it go. All right, uh, David. Puke. Puke. Just a little bit, yeah. Yep. All right, so here's the thing. I don't uh, – you know, God's got an order, and I yep. think there's just – I realize that from this guy's perspective, he's saying, well, I'm a prophet of God, so maybe like an Old Testament prophet kind of thought, and you're a false prophet, so whatever I do is okay. So I can run in and I can, you know, uh, call down fire on you. But in, in my opinion, it's – you know, God is a God of order, and if you disagree with someone or disagree with their their responses or what they're doing uh, in a church setting, you handle the situation, you know, much much differently than than the way this guy handled it. This was his very actions lead me to go, okay, you're not, you're a moron. Yeah, you're you're not a you're not a real prophet. Okay. That's my thought. Good. So you're you're puking, Nick shrugging, shrugging. What are you doing, Josh? I'm shrugging. It's meh. meh, meh. Not a big deal to you. Doesn't doesn't get him going at all. All right, I'm blowing chunks hard <laughs> because even though I do, I also disagree with John MacArthur's cessationism. I um, I agree with him some other key areas, but I disagree with his cessationism. This is about the absolute worst way to confront a theological issue I, that I, I can think of. Um, the only really worse way would be to say you're at a nice restaurant, John MacArthur's about to pull into a parking space, you're about to pull into it, and you just jump in ahead of him and then berate him from your roll-down window. <laughs> That's the only worst way to handle it. Only bad way to handle it. All right. Okay. Um, we got one more. Here's the thing. I, I really... Oh, we're still talking about this. Okay, <laughs> that's fine. Because no, David had something no, else to I'm, say. Just I'm ask about, the lady from Papados. You know what, guys? I'm about to pick the other story. That was what I was about to do. Oh, good. Yeah, but, you know, you know, maybe I just won't pick one <laughs> because y'all talked over me. Y'all <laughs> we, we, we all know that's, that's not going to happen. <laughs> we know that's a no-no. Uh, I don't know if I want to... I really... You know, Eli sent in the the church tithing thing, so I kind of want to hear about that, but also kind of want to hear about the uh, Donald Trump Pope deal. Um, are you going to pick one? No, I'm not going to pick one. Um, I'm just hosting the show. I don't get to play the game. Uh, okay. Um, I'm going to go with the um, 
So I'm going to hurt Eli's feelings if I don't take his. Well, maybe. you've talked, you've said his name enough. You'll know, you know that. It, look, yeah, look, if it makes you feel any better, yeah. The family of this woman accused the church uh, of doing what they did. The ch- I haven't seen any sort of response to the church. It looks to me like it's not much of a big deal because we haven't heard their side of the story. It could have just, I mean. It says that she's no longer a member of the church due to her non-support financially and lack of physical participation. All right. I'm going to go with the Donald Trump Pope story, but I do want Eli to know that if if we'd had one more, I would have done his. Oh, well, there's an update to this story. Apparently, the woman, 92-year-old Josephine King, was also had a rough weekend (laughs) as a gentleman at a nice restaurant denied her parking and hollered at her. So, can, can you do the uh, Pope Don Donald Trump thing? Yeah, no? yeah, I'll, I'll get over to that. Okay, okay. All right, here's the story. So CNN's Chris Cuomo was interviewing Trump, and he presented him with a, a basically a hypothetical sort of situation. People probably know that the Pope has come out against some aspects of capitalism, including saying things along the line that you know it could lead to. Uh, money-mongering, that sort of thing. And Cuomo said, what if you, Donald Trump, met the Pope and the Pope told you that capitalism is a real avenue to greed? It can be really toxic and corrupt. What would you say to the Pope, Donald Trump? And here's what Donald Trump said, and I quote, I'd say ISIS wants to get you. You know that ISIS wants to go in and take over the Vatican, right? You've heard that. You know that's a dream of theirs to go into Italy. At this point, Cuomo said, he talks to you about capitalism. You try to scare the Pope. And Trump said, I'm going to have to scare the Pope because it's the only thing. The Pope, I hope, can only be scared by God. But the truth is, you know, if you look at what's going on, they better hope that capitalism works because it's the only thing we have right now. And it's a great thing when it works properly. The Pope, I hope. Sounds like a Dr. Seuss. Thank you. That's what I was thinking. (laughs) I have great respect for the Pope, Donald Trump said afterwards. I like the Pope. I actually really like him. He's becoming very political. There's no question about it, but I like him. He seems like a pretty good guy. All right. Is this a puke, roll, or meh to you, David? Um, I'm going to go roll. I'm going to kind of shrug my shoulders a little bit in the because uh, I think it's a little deal in the old uh, because I don't think you know, I, I don't think it's the same thing. I don't think the Pope criticizing capitalism is the same thing as you trying to scare the Pope with the ISIS threat. But I am going kind of middle of ground because, like, in a way, I, I kind of agree with him. Like, I do understand in Trump style what he was trying to say, which I'm not a Trump fan, but I'm just um, – Capitalism is working. Capitalism is keeping us strong. I hate really being political, but um, and we would be the potential protector then if someone was trying to, you know, against ISIS. So uh, I kind of see I I see why he was making the point he was making, but um, probably not the best tactic. So I would go with. uh, Kind of shrugging my shoulders a little bit, little deal. All right. David suggests the Pope should be threatened by ISIS. Over to you, Nick. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, It's the fact that this man, anyway, it's probably a puke because it involves Trump and politics. So you're not a fan. 
I'm not. Unlike David McConnell, you're not going to be voting for him. I do not have the toupee tattooed on me yet, no. (laughs) So uh, I'm not a Trump. But so you're not even going to comment substantially on the story. It's just it's Trump, so it must be a puke. I started looking at stuff on the internet. So you you weren't listening. I've got, yeah, ADD kicked in. Leave me alone. Okay. (laughs) It's good. It's good. Are you going to let your boy Narco Nick, have you considered Modanafil (laughs) for the show? I consider that we were supposed to be done 45 minutes ago, and hey. I'm starving. Ah, hungry. So you're a little hangry. Do right, not ahead, never do that again. You are too far too old to use that word. I interrupted you. Are you good? Oh, I would say I roll. I mean, it's Trump. Trump's going to say all kinds of stuff. So See? He, doesn't, he, he doesn't said the same Trump. thing I did. Sort of. Trumpers going to Trump. All right. Sounds good to me. Well, that's the end of uh, our new segment about barfing and eye-rolling and shrugging. And uh, I think it was a uh, little rough and ugly, but hopefully it was at least somewhat entertaining and edifying. What would you say, David, to the person listening to this show right now that says, you know what, I'd like some deep spiritual meat, and I'm not sure I got it out of that segment. I, uh, we should probably do the, the tithing thing. I think I picked the wrong story. Yeah, I don't know. I think that was pretty good. Yeah. What was your question? <laughs> <laughs> Please send your uh, <laughs> gifts of Ritalin, Adderall, etc. to the Gospel Friends at uh, gmail dot com because it sounds like we need it. Sounds good. Okay, here was my question. Okay. You want me to repeat it? Yes, go ahead. Say somebody's listening to the show right now, yep. and they are longing for some pure spiritual meat. Yep. I mean, some real biblical truth. Yep. And and they get to the end of big deal, little deal, or no deal, or whatever we've decided to call it, and they say, oh, man, it's almost the end of the show, and I don't have any good gospel-y meat to chew on for yeah. the next week or so. Yeah. What would you say to the person longing for spiritual truth right now? You're going to ask the guy who yells at old ladies? Maybe that's a maybe that was a bad idea, Nick. <laughs> but just for fun. I'm not going to answer it. Okay. Go read your Bible. That's, oh that's a good start. I mean, that's a good start. I'll just... Well, I'll, where would we, you start? Um, I vote we kick it to Wit. Okay. Because I bet Wit has some... Psalms. You can't kick it to Wit. This is Wit's first time to be here. That's a lot of pressure, man. If you wanted to point people to Jesus, quickly, succinctly, how would you do it? Based on... No, no, no. It wasn't if you wanted to point people to Jesus. No, it was was do you want some spiritual meat. Based (laughs) on uh, puke roll or man, how do you get spiritual meat out of that? Oh, no, no, no. no. We got to the end of the show in general and wanted to... Well, apparently you you would, you know, go to a website other than ours. Maybe. Chase, where would you go? It was your question. He didn't say, where would you go? He said, what would you do? What would you say? Oh. Well, I don't know. I said, read your Bible. This is what happens when we try to watch SummerSlam and record the show. Well, if I was In talking, fairness, I can't I see SummerSlam. Been, David's looking at it, and I'm trying to call my Twitter feed. If uh, I was uh, talking to a parent, I'll tell you where I would send them. I would send them to this past week's Ask Pastor John podcast where he answered the question, does Proverbs promise my child will not stray? Ooh. And uh, it's about a 13-minute podcast, 11 megabytes. It came out August 19th. That is one of the best, succinct little talks on parenting I have ever heard. 
And you should all go subscribe to Ask Pastor John and um, and listen to him talk about parenting in that one. Awesome. All right. What would you recommend somebody longing for deep spiritual meat? What, what would you recommend they do? Um, Beyond John, reading their John Bible, Piper, which is good John Piper has a good podcast out. Um, can I talk about that one? Sure. Oh, okay. It's called Ask Pastor John. Okay. It's called I, what? Ask Pastor John. Sounds like a good title. <laughs> Actually, I'm pulling up my um, I'm pulling up my uh, uh, podcast feed now. How about uh, the Crazy Love Podcast with Francis Chan? I like oh, that. Yeah. Is, it, is it actually good? I've never listened. To yeah, it. it's it's great. I like so uh, Crazy Love Chan. Podcast. Um, you can just search for that. Uh, he's it's uh, got sermons from his new church. Um, great pa- great preacher, pastor, and um, he does not uh, pull any punches as far as the word goes. Um, so that, that's uh, that's one I'd point you to this week. Also, by the way, I, I did start listening to the um, Reformed Kid Cast because so many people were talking about it in the Hall of Dogma. Pretty good, yeah. Awesome. It's actually a neat idea. It's actually, uh, yes, yeah, it's, it's cool. It's just um, one of the hosts of that podcast with his kids yeah. going through some of the catechisms and biblical questions. It's actually just kind of a neat little thing. Fantastic, Nick. Where would you send somebody? Um, not. Uh since you already stole Ask Pastor John, I'm going to point people to uh, actually J.D. Greer, the Summit Church. Uh, he wrote a book, uh, Stop Asking Jesus in Your Heart, a few years back, mm. and I have been blessed by a lot of his sermons. And so he's not a guy that's kind of one of the top-tier guys uh, for, for many. Um, but if you search the Summit Church in your podcatcher, J.D.Greer, G-R-E-E-A-R, he's a cool cat. But um, I will echo the sentiments about Ask Pastor John because they're – um, there's a lot of episodes of that I've been blessed by because he is just not afraid to answer any of the hard questions. And, you know, his perspective on things, I don't always line up with all of them, but the the direction you get to at least go deeper on the topic is invaluable. So I'll echo the Ask Pastor John. Awesome. Josh, where would you send somebody? Mm, interesting. Uh, I don't know. From a, I'm not a big, you know, podcast following guy but for me I, I can say this from a personal perspective if you show up at IHOP 280 on Thursday morning at 630 <laughs> I guarantee you you're gonna you're gonna hear about Jesus and uh you're gonna find a, a bunch of guys that are there hungry after him as well just um wanting to grow more in their walk and so you're definitely gonna get the gospel that's your uh, middle school yeah group how many guys you have coming out we actually just started this past Thursday and had 35 awesome. and I'm wow. still missing right. 20 guys football during football season, they it's do tough. Thursday workouts. That's in the a morning, cool thing. So it's good. It's so what did, what did you teach on this past? We uh, actually we just got started this first Thursday, so I kind of gave them a heads up. We're going to study the Book of James, and yeah. um, so it was funny. Actually, when we showed up, the the boss was late, and so it was shut down. So that was very interesting. <laughs> wow. So I had twenty kids outside waiting to see what was going to happen, but wow. uh, we made it happen. We ran down to. Krispy Kreme got some donuts and wired those kids up before first period, and so oh, I bet your colleagues loved they, you. They, were, they loved it, man. It was great. Yes, sir. So I'm I'm excited about it though. We'll get started this next Thursday, and uh, we just you know break it down chapter at a time and go. Yeah. Sounds good. It's awesome. Praise God. Good deal. All right. Well, this has been whatever this has been. We thank you for sticking with us. Um, I am sure someone is going to have something to say, so you can find out all the ways to do that. At thegospelfriends.com, we have our uh, contact page there. Um, you got email, got voicemail. If you want a T-shirt, uh, email us, let us know size and info. Um, David says nobody has to pay anymore, so um, you know we'll just 
We'll just charge it to his account. Yeah. Um, so feel free to contact us any way you like there. Um, that's all for now. So I guess tune in next week when you might hear David say. Hey, uh, if you'll hit me up on Twitter, I'll give you Nick's home address. As long as you're a girl, you can go take whatever you want. <laughs>